Ahoy, hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. It's that fact podcast. We are back once again, wouldn't you believe it? We've got facts, six of them. You decide whether they're worth listening to or even remembering, or if they should be chucked into that big bin of nonsense knowledge that we have. I have stuff about a royal jester who picked his own death, also the secret of Victoria's Secret, and about an emperor that we know very little about. What do you got, Connor? Uh, we're going to talk about a Colombian woman who, uh, who goes by the name Marina and what she went through once upon a time. Toilet paper and ants with their sleep. It's all on the way in a brand new episode of Baffled. Stick around. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I really enjoy that we started, you know, years ago now with fairly run-of-the-mill facts. You know, what's a, a little dab of toothpaste called on the end of your brush? What's the name of the bit of skin that sla- that sags down by your elbow? Now it's, there was once a woman in Colombia. We will talk all about this strange lady and how it's relevant to your life in a second. Yeah, we've we done facts that are a little bit more specific to actual things that people can relate to. If your name's Marina and you're from Colombia, then you probably can relate to this fact. If it's not, well, I hope you enjoy the fact. Yeah, That's all I can say. If that is you, if you're Marina from Colombia, I know we've got listeners all around the world. Um... America, down in Australia. Thank you for listening there. I I don't know how specific we can get with like numbers and data, but I'm sure there will come a day where we can find out very specifically where you are listening, Marina. So I'm overjoyed for that day. Here's how it works. Connor and I, we do a lot of digging through the week and you just decide, as I say, whether it's worth listening to or if it should be thrown away and utterly discarded. Is this pub ammo or not? Six on the way. Connor, what do you got for your first one? Uh, we'll start light and we'll talk about ants, actually. So uh, I think we've done an ant fact before. We were talking about the workhorse of ants and how hard they work, you know, carrying food and they're constantly on the go now to actually get themselves through a busy old day of, you know, being an ant. Well, uh, they have power naps. So they don't actually sleep for a set amount of time. They just have power naps that each last just over a minute just over a minute on a little power nap, and they have about 250 of those per day. Well, it's not a great surprise in that you think how warped a creature's sense of time is 
in comparison to yours because your sense of time is wholly uh, kind of dependent on the fact that you're alive for about 80 years yeah. right whereas an ant is alive for a much shorter fragment of that so it's one minute sleep yeah. might well be the equivalent of you sleeping for eight odd hours every no, night no i know but it's also in the term of which they do it so when you look at like um us you know we'll go to bed won't we and we'll get six to you know ten hours sleep and we'll always go to bed when it gets dark and that's usually unless you work nights that's kind of like the normalities of life you know you go to bed you sleep with ants they just find that minute throughout the day sporadically when they see fit have a quick power nap it's not like they have a short amount of time at a specific time so you know as moon goes down and they get five minutes just throughout the day they're kind of resting getting a quick minute power nap and then they're, they're off they're off going again and it's just trying to like understand that it's a minute just over a minute, like to fall asleep that quick, get your little bit of energy, wake up again and off you go. A minute. It's not long. But I'm feeling that for an Nan, a minute might, might be a lot longer than we perceive a minute to be. Maybe, maybe. But the thing that I find, like how, how long are ants alive for? A week? I don't know how long they're alive for. Maybe a bit longer. So one minute in there little little tiny frame of life is much, much longer than it is for us. What makes you think that an ant has a very, very short amount of lifespan? Well, because a lot of these quite simple creatures do, don't they? Be- uh, do they? Uh, one to two years on a black garden ant. That's a surprise. I thought it would be a lot shorter. Yeah, so did I, actually. Oh, it says here, yeah, the queen in any colony, their lifespan is up to around 15 years. No. Hold on a minute. 15 years. Ants are living fifth. Also, ants are too small. Ants get squashed all the time. How are they? How are they? And and also, you are the absolute chief uh, proponent, no, opponent rather, of any form of science experiments. You're always asking, well, why have they bothered to do that? What's the point? Why are you so okay with scientists looking up how long ants are sleeping for? Well, no, because this is the known fact, really, of the of the average life of an ant. I mean, some of this a shit that we fact. hear... So- yeah, well, it seems to be mean, proven. It's a known fact. Years. It's taken us three 15. years of giving out facts every week for it to be known to us. Well, no, it's a swift Google, isn't it? How long does an average queen ant live up to 15 years? Done, you know, and that's kind of like... It's given. They live for 15 years. Some of these things that we find out when these scientists go and do this most ridiculous shit ever, you're like, it's completely irrelevant. It doesn't really matter. But knowing the average lifespan of a queen ant, I feel like it's something that we all need in our lives. I've recently learned that, you know, we're talking about animals' uh, awareness of time, right, and how different that is to us. That's why dogs are always so happy to see you. Because when you go away for what might be a few hours, for your dog, that's like a week away. That's why they're so excited to see you, because they're only around for 15 or so years. Yeah, I can understand what you're saying as well, how that links in with ants. But you know where I go all the time as well? I instantly think about little little ant land. I like little ant land, which is what I've created in my head, little ant village. And there's just all these little ants, you know, every so often just <laughs> crashing. Little minute, little minute nap. Hold on a minute. You know, gone out for a little coffee or whatever in ant village and he's fallen asleep for a quick minute nap. And you, you, it does make you wonder, like, ants are pretty... Like they're quite sensible creatures, and they are militant, and they work what? to a, well. They they work to a routine, you know. These Hold ants. Hold on. Did you just say ants are sensible creatures? How do you know if an ant is bloody sensible? Well, just an think. Ant. Just think about what they're doing. They're all in a line, lifting up a leaf. You've seen that documentary, A Bug's Life. They're all, or the other one, ants with Woody Allen. They're lifting up these leaves, and they're taking it on their 
little journeys, they have to be sensible to fall in line like that. My point here is it breaks order. It causes chaos if, you know, your second lieutenant chief Anne is just falling asleep willy-nilly. Surely there should be more of a schedule of when you should be allowed to sleep if you're on an ant colony. Do you know one of the best things to do with ants as well, a little thing for you to do when you next see an ant in your garden, draw a little line on the floor and then they stop at the line and turn around. Bless them, fucking idiots. Yeah, morons. And, you know, they might... That queen ant that you're tricking isn't worth... isn't living 15 years. Do you think we can both agree that ants are thick? Idiots. I bet you were a rotter to insects when you were young. Can we move on? First fact of the show for me, I want to tell you about someone called Tribolé, who was a royal jester for King Francis in France. My head instantly, instantly went to batteries and Triple H. That was where I went straight away. Wrestling, batteries. Wrestling, no, Tribolé. T, I think I'm going to go with Tribolé. It might be Tribulet. I'd probably say it's more Tribulet as opposed to Duracell Triple yeah, A. It sounds like more Tribulet. But it's French, isn't he? He's French. Oh, it's so just Tribolé. It's all in the pronunciation, my friend. Tribolé was a royal jester for King Francis of France in the 1500s. He once slapped King Francis on the arse. Everyone else at court thought this was the funniest bloody thing ever. Tribolé's done it again. What a king, what a jester. He's cracked the right job there. The monarch got a bit pissed off. He let him off this once and he said, uh, can you give me an apology? And Tribolé said, oh, I'm sorry, your majesty. I didn't recognise you. I mistook you for the Queen. So he's doubled down. Not only has he insulted the Majesty, but he's also said your your wife's ass looks like your ass. Horrendous. So the King, as is what happened back in these days in the 1500s, very short fuse. He said, "Right, I'm going to put you to death." But because you've been such a, a no, <laughs> but because you've been such a great servant it's just the to this line, yeah, that's it. That's it. Good day. <laughs> yeah, See done. Now. Sorry. And what, what's what was funny about that is you've employed someone to make you laugh, and then when he's made you laugh, you're instantly you're instantly pissed off. That's it. You've done your job. You're dead. Anyway, but because Triple A had uh, done such good work in the court, he had built up many years of service and loyalty. King Francis the First said, "Look, I'll let you choose how you're going to die. What would you say in that situation, Connor? Uh, overdose on chocolate fudge cake." Don't like that. Well, Tribolé was one step ahead of you. His answer when asked, how are you going to die? He said, I'll die of old age. And the king thought, bloody hell, you've got me again, Tribolé. You've done it. And let it, let him die of old age. He, he said, bloody right. Bloody Tribolé. Bloody Tribolé. I tell you, that Tribolé, he sounds like an absolute little rat bag, Tribolé. Yeah, you should see a picture of him. He had a tiny head. He looked like a rat bag as well. You know, in Game of Thrones, there's that... I haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't well, seen it. In Game of Thrones, there's a little Weasley guy who's like the king... If you imagine the king's right-hand man always there snivelling away in his orange tunic, that's what this guy looks like. I think he might have been a eunuch anyway. And also, because, because this is old school, he can't just say, I want to die of old age. You know, they have to speak much grander than that. Triple uh, A said, Good sire by St. Goody Two-Shoes. <laughs> this is making me laugh. By St. Goody Two-Shoes and St. Fatty, patrons of insanity, I ask to die from old age. Triple A, mate. He's got his head screwed on. Hey, I think I think the highlight here, though, is the best bit where it's like, well, sick of it. Sick of you. <laughs> you, you go, that's it. Off your pop, mate. We're going to get ready. Sick <laughs> yeah. of it. 
sick oh. of your shit. You're doing my head in. That's it. Imagine if life was like that now. Just imagine if we all had the power to do that. You know, like right here on you know this bloody podcast or whatever. I say something that's irritated you. Like, that's it. That's it. I tell you what. Off you go. I would kind of prefer that because you know we're in this society when there's so many conspiracy. Well, just think of this: there's there's so many cons- conspiracy theories abound. Is the Earth flat? What are the monarchy really up to? You know, what are they using to live a long life? I would much rather than be absolutely upfront with what they're doing. You know, if all bastards are bastards and they're upfront about it, it would save me a lot of like doom scrolling on TikTok through various conspiracy theories. <laughs> right. Okay. So that. This this is what you want to happen to make your life easier. Well, yeah, because it just wouldn't happen to me because I wouldn't get involved in the king's court. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm just trying to paint that picture in my head as well of that scene when the ass got slapped and. Then... <laughs> what? 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 You, what you, what's he done? What is he? <laughs> what's he done again? What again? Right, that, I'll tell you what. I've told him once. I'm not sending him twice. Fucking do him. Whatever. He, that's it. Get red. So good. So ridiculous that that used to happen. Treble A, mate. Okay, so we'll talk about the Colombian woman called Marina Chapman. Oh, here we are. So she was raised by monkeys for five years after being abandoned in the jungle. She learned to scowl trees, catch birds and rabbits with her bare hands and lived as one of them until she was discovered by hunters five years after it began. Five years, five years. They took her in as one of her own. Like a little Mowgli kind of thing. Like a little Mowgli kind of thing. And I was really, really interested, actually, because the thing that came to my head straight away was like, how did she survive other wildlife, other wild animals? You know, she's a human. Um, but apparently, like, the way that monkeys move is impact massive, massive, massive herds. They're never, like, solo. So they would always put her within that to have protection. Uh, she recounted times where she'd be put within the middle. Um, and think, I mean, obviously, obviously, we have to get rid of the elephant in the room of this is all on her word. So... You know, if I've just lived with monkeys for five years, I might make it sound a little bit mental. Yeah, fine. But she did actually live with monkeys for five years uh, when she was stuck in the jungle and they protected her as one of their own. Imagine day one, you're plonked there. Like, how are you trying to chat to the monkey? What are you doing? Because it's making sounds well, that you don't know. You're making sounds that it doesn't know. Well, I think uh, from, from what I've read, she was a writer. So, like, she was, you know, very interested in different types of things. I think she was quite a prolific writer. I think she had done very, very good things in the past. So, therefore, and look, I'm just throwing it out there, but maybe she was very open to experience because she was a writer. So, therefore, she'd be like, oh, let's dive into this or, oh, let's dive into that. Let's get some inspiration for this. In Me, <laughs> stuck in a jungle, end game. Well, finished. no, because you'd have to... Mate, if a, if a bloody monkey approached me in a jungle and I'm stuck, it's endgame. So what el- but, what else, but what else? What are your other options? You need to survive. You've plonked down in a jungle. She's not making friends with the monkey because she's a writer. You know, it's not, oh, you're an estate agent. No, you can't, you, you can't survive. But you, you write, you write bloody books and poems. You'll be cracking making friends with a monkey. And also, like, how's she getting on now? So when she was found after five years... Is she acting like a monkey? Does she remember words and speech? Or is she... Because I reckon you would lose that faculty quite quickly and you would just be making chimpy sounds. Yeah, no, I was reading somewhere that she very much, obviously... Well, I can imagine... 
I can understand that she'd become one with wildlife. She liked to be outside more. She spent her time outside. Obviously, she did, she did learn to climb trees. And I'm just, my mind's going into a moment here of like, it does kind of make you think, what are we actually capable of if we just give it a go? You know, like she was climbing trees and surviving in the jungle. And I know that that's what we always once were. And we've been kind of like made to live with technology and all of these wonderful things that make life easier. But she had no choice so therefore she was climbing trees she was doing all of these things the monkeys that were looking after her as well were called is it capuchin monkeys you know the smaller ones see I yeah it was their monkeys they're ratty little ones they are they're the ones that nick your phones whenever you see on the tiktok they nick the phones Nick, slush puppy, nightmare. Yeah, well, I mean, she's not wandering around the Amazon scrolling through TikTok having a tango ice blast. No. Yeah, well, yeah, of course not. That would be completely mental, wouldn't it? But, but still equ- a good thought. E- equally as mental is just women landing in the Amazon and becoming friends with these monkeys for five years. Yeah, well, I was trying to find out how she was abandoned in the jungle and there wasn't really much on that, but she seems quite cool and uh, she looks like the sort of woman that would that would do well in the jungle as well. Remember at the start of the show, we said, Marina, if you're listening, get in touch. Imagine that if somehow she has lived with the chimps for five years, the capuchin monkeys come out thinking, oh, I need need something to take my mind off the trauma that the last five years and subsequent time have been taken into the wild, removed from the wild. I've been friends with monkeys. What shall I do? Stick on a little podcast. And then she's got you waffling on about the Shrek films again. If you are interested in this, by the way, and you want to know a little bit more, there's a book that she's got called The Girl With No Name, The Incredible True Story of a Child Raised by Monkeys. You can grab that on our merch uh, site. It's bafflepod.com. Cheers. Get some socks while you're there. Appreciate it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do you have an insatiable fascination with the paranormal? Are you ready to dive headfirst into the eerie realms of the unexplained? 
brace yourself for the supernatural world is about to reveal all of its secrets on the Paranormal Activity Podcast. And who better to guide you through this hair-raising journey than myself, Yvette Fielding, renowned paranormal investigator. Every episode of Paranormal Activity takes you on an unforgettable adventure into the unknown. I share my own encounters, chilling experiences, and exclusive insights into the world of the paranormal. But that's not all. The true heart of this podcast lies in the stories, evidence, and questions shared by our devoted listeners. Like you, whether you're a seasoned paranormal enthusiast or just starting to dip your toes into the waters of the supernatural, Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, is your ultimate destination. Will you dare to join me? Listen to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, wherever you get your podcasts from. Right, second fact of the show for me. There is a Roman emperor who existed. His Can't name... Come Why, mate? Come on, look. You, you've given me one dose of olden days. Why am I getting a double dose? You know well, I struggle. Well, this is quite short, actually, because there was a Roman emperor that existed. We think his name was Silbanicus, but we don't know anything about him. The only reason we know he existed was because we found two coins with his face on. That's it. Only two coins. And if you think how much we know about history, the fact that there was this mm. time with this emperor in charge, and we're like, I don't know. We just we found one coin in the 18, 1980s near Paris, another one in the 1930s. What's his name? Silbanicus is what they call him. It's a proper shit name, isn't it? They really do give out the bad names back then. I mean, yeah. terrible. I'm Awful. being honest. One of them's named after a battery and the other one's named after a seal. I'm being honest. I reckon like Augustus Caesar probably thought Connor Knight sounds like a shit. I don't care if it's capitalised <laughs> on socials. It sounds like a shit name. They should have called him Dylan. So, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I should have been called Dylan. Said that. No. Well, yeah, you do. Absolute rat bag. But yeah, the only reason that they know that this emperor exists was because his face appeared on just two coins that we found. Also, we know nothing else about him. I would make a bloody good king. And also, I would look really, really good on a coin. I'd look great. My hair on a side profile on a coin would be a great coin. No, because your problem is your hair, you change your hair every other week. So there isn't no, any I wouldn't consistency. if I'm on a coin. If I'm on no, a coin, I wouldn't. You'd get bored. About a year ago, about a year, 18 months ago, you grew a mullet. Then when you got rid of the mullet, you went, oh, I can't believe I grew a mullet. Why did no one tell me that I look like a mug without mullet? And what's happening again? You're growing a mullet. Yes. Because I'm an indecisive, anxious person that can't make decisions. No, don't blame it on your anxiety. You're an idiot. You grow a mullet again. You're allowed. Well, you've made the decision to grow a mullet. You wouldn't be a good king. What? You're saying that an anxious, indecisive person would make a good king because he looks good on a coin. Look, listen, it would just, I think, soothe my head because I'd be like, look, I'm on a coin with that haircut. It's one less thing to think about. What haircut do I go for now? Fucking hell, you know what? Oh, I saw that guy with that haircut like that. No, don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm on a coin. But it has you to stay how it is on the coin. People need to recognise me. But you can make that decision anyway. We've spoken about Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg and that, how they wore the same thing every single day because it eliminates one choice from their life. You're just sour because you know that the way your barnet goes on a coin would be horrendous. No, but yeah, it's very recognisable. And also as well, by the way, whenever Dan goes to this one specific barber, it's uh, been a couple of times now, he moans about it. Oh, he's shit. Oh, he's done no, this. Oh, no, no. You know. If you I'll had that dodgy barber and then you had your picture done for the coin, you'd be fuming. I tell you this for free, my friend. I took a risk the other day. Oh, and I oh went to- hair risk. 
Hair yeah. risk. It's a big Be- moment in a man's life. I know. Because I've been very, very busy, I didn't have time to schlep into Soho for my normal guy. So I went Soho? to... Soho? Yeah, Soho, yeah. Are you getting paid for this pod? Soho! So I went to Turkish lad down the road. It took about 12 quid from me. Now, my head has more crowns than the Tower of London, honestly. And right. he, lo- he looked at my hair like it was a Rubik's Cube. He had... And it's not what you want when a guy's cutting your hair just to have this puzzled face like he's uh, been given an A-level maths problem he was just looking at it the, the job whole time like? i think it's quite good and i've had a lot of compliments for it i've had many 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 worse risky haircuts than this i mean it's all over what the place today i've not done anything have you ever had it where you've sat down and someone's taken one glance at your barnet and gone yeah sorry mate it's, no. just, it's not <laughs> no, for me this because, because they're taking their 15 quid and when you're paying just that much you know it's not a lot for a haircut i think they know Especially for a bloke, that if it's if it's worse, I could just sh- if it's really bad, I could shave it off. So they know that they they could literally do all the damage in the world. And because I'm British, I'm not going to say anything. The look for you, yeah. We, we, we don't hear any more about your hair, mate, and your experiences. You need to shave your head, get yourself a little tash with a little hoop earring, and you would be good to go, my friend. I tell you, you'd look a million million dollars. No, I'd look like someone that's going to march up and down the streets of Luton with the EDL. Uh, I wouldn't look good like that at all. Fancy West Ham away? You'd fit right in. Irons, irons, irons. We'll move on to uh, the last facts of the show in just a second. Um, yeah, Connor and me with you. And if you would like to join in, if you would like to give us any facts, baffledpod.com is where you need to go. Uh, we'd love to hear from where you are. I know like, I have been tapping into the data actually recently. Um, so aside from <laughs> old, what, what data have you tapped into? I've been tapping into it. Apart from the old woman who, with no name who speaks to chimps out in the rainforest um, with her ice blast, we are, like listeners all around the place. So if that's you, if you're like in Australia, I love the place, or if you're in America, and if you'd like to say hello, if you'd like to give us a fact, uh, baffledpod.com. Uh, yeah, we're very excited to hear from you. Last fact of the show, what you got, Con? Uh, between 70% and 75% of the world's population still don't use toilet paper. What do they do? Okay. So this is because some people live in regions where there is a lack of trees, so it is not possible to manufacture paper. But I wanted to check this. So I've gone to a source, a friend of mine, that has moved to Oman. He works in Oman now. And I asked him, I said... Hey, people over there, do they use toilet paper or are they one of the countries that don't use toilet paper? He said, oh, funny you asked that. He said, uh, they don't. They don't use toilet paper very often. They called some. They use something called a shataf. Shataf. I like to say shitaf yeah. because it, it's poo, you know? Shataf. And it's basically like a little shower that is next to the actual toilet. Tiny little shower head. It's got a very, very small head on it. It's got a little jet. Just yeah. a little like that. It's a day. No, it's not a B-Day. It's next to the toilet. Well, that's where a B-Day is. Just there. You're showing me a picture. Right, so Connor is showing me a picture of a shower like you might have at home, but it's next to the toilet. That is a recipe for all sorts of stains and messes. You're getting water all over yourself. There's no way you can use that accurately. You're basically, what you're, what you're doing is you're firing dingleberries. That is what is happening. Yeah. yeah let's, let's stop beating around the bush here. You are firing... Little pieces of turd. We like to call them dingleberries, but what? Do you call them dingleberries? Or is that just me, Dan? No, you introduced me to the phrase dingleberries, and I've been a big fan. Oh, big fan. Great. You <laughs> the best thing I've learned. The best. I, I, I cannot tell you any fact that we've covered in three years, but I know what a dingleberry is. 
Fantastic, yeah. Dingleberry. Would you like to explain what Dingleberry is for people that might not know? Well, I prefer to say it like the Brits say Glastonbury. So instead of Glastonbury, I say or I say Glastonbury. So I say Dingleberry. A uh, Dingleberry is well, it's a little it's a little shard of poo that gets stuck on your ass hair. There you go. Stick that in the dictionary. <laughs> Stick that in the dictionary. There's your extra, extra fact of the day. Uh, yeah, and you basically fire them all over. Oh, this has all got too much today. They uh, they fire them all over the place because they use their powerful little jet called a Shataf. Well, I reckon actually, no. Can you imagine it. Hold you on. wouldn't get you wouldn't get Dinglebreeze. You wouldn't get. You're them. in the flat. You're you in the flat. <laughs> you've had you've had a go. Sorry, honestly, can you fuck turn that shower off? The Shataf ain't working. Turn that shower off. I need to use the Shataf. <laughs> You wouldn't get Dingleberries, uh, though, because Dingleberries are there from the remnants of poor wiping. You know what I mean? Like, they're not. Well, he then went on, my friend who lives in Oman, to explain. God. <laughs> Most you've chatted to him since he's moved there. Oh, what's Connor yeah, checking in for? <laughs> Is he coming yeah. over to visit? Nah, tell me about your Shatafe. Yeah, no, genuinely, I haven't spoken to him for six months after if he wipes his ass in Oman. Anyway, he said, uh, but a lot of them don't bother over here uh, because they wear linen robes under their robes here, so they just, they just dry it, and then, uh, they, you know, it's very freeing and, and, and good. That's what he said. He said that he doesn't use them in public toilets because he finds it a bit disgusting, but he said that he does enjoy it in his private little flat that he's got. Then he even put at the end, chef's kiss. It feels that good. So I'm not one to criticise any culture. I know that people live differently than we do, and that is perfectly fine. Um, but him using a little shataf, a dingleberry douche in a public toilet is disgusting, but people just wandering around without washing or doing anything to their asses with that hot, no. steaming desert air pushing all the fumes around that's fine so this is the thing i think i think they still do use toilet paper so this is the thing that he said but they don't use, you know like over here we would get through toilet paper i think we're all aware of that we came through it you know sometimes you you double you double you double pulling and you folding i mean we are getting through it like no man's business out there it might just be a little wash one wipe there you go bob's your uncle maybe a little bit damp still but you're clean i think it's great i'm up for it i, I love it no one ever teaches you how to like a f- properly wipe your ass, do they? Not well. Do you stand up? No, I've sit. I used to stand up, but I've incorporated the sit down now. Weird. Um, I really don't uh, want to talk about this actually. To be honest with you, the, because but this is the point. There are so many things that we do in the loo, and this will be the last thing that you could be doing it completely different to anyone because no one ever teaches you how to do these things. Anyway, and nobody knows because you're never doing it with someone. It's always a solo job. Exactly. Uh, last fact of the show. Uh, we're talking about Victoria's Secret, the clothing brand. This is quite short and sweet. Uh, Victoria's Secret is named, you know, the fancy clothing brand. They do lingerie, bras and panties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, billion dollar company. It's named after Queen Victoria. So during Queen Victoria's day, uh, clothing was undergoing a somewhat of a renaissance. You would wear very refined, very sophisticated clothes. So it was named in reference to the fancy clothes named back then. And the secret is the naked body underneath the clothes. What do you mean that's the secret? Well, the secret in the term Victoria's Secret is a lady's body. Ah, I see. As a lady in a D. Not specifically Queen Victoria's body. I don't think when you're buying Victoria's Secret, you are literally meant to picture the naked body of 
Queen Victoria, one of the most famous monarchs in the world. But the front, the start of it is named after Victoria. The second is after, named after a nerdy lady. It's probably minimal, minimal entertainment fact podcasts that within 10 minutes have covered dingleberries and a naked monarch. I, I can't think of any other time where that has maybe happened, ever. Yeah, you're right. There are some times we finish the podcast and I think, what's the point, eh? Mining into my pit of despair. Are we sharing anything worthwhile? Well, you see, the thing is, is that when you actually think about it, when you go home after a day at work, you do sit down with your partner. What did you do today at work? Well, we have done this. We've we've covered dingleberries and naked monarchs. And I think we're probably done now. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. What have we learned? Tell you what. Tell you what, I can tell you exactly what we've learned. We've learned that Dan pronounces Dingleberry, Dingleberry, which is a bit weird, that we shouldn't imagine naked queens underneath robes. And you yeah. can live with monkeys. You can live with monkeys. Exactly. And if you're in the old times, never make fun of the queen, because you know what, the king's bloody sick of it, you're dying. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. It's baffledpod.com. We will be back next week with a brand new show. And I'll see you then. Say goodbye, Connor. Ta-da. Bye-bye-bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.